Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C. This is brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy. I'm super excited to have our guest on, Julie Madesi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That correct? All right. Perfect. She is the owner and founder of Afexia Health and Wellness, where she inspires women over 40 to look good, feel great, and kick midlife in the Pladoodleheimer, after leaving <laughs> her 25-year career as a corporate HR professional, Julie decided to pursue her true passion for health and wellness, which stems from overcoming many years of battling with her own weight and health issues. With encouragement and inspiration from her holistic doctor and health coach, she has achieved certifications of a holistic nutritionist, master health, health coach, personal trainer and fitness instructor instructor in recognition of her work she's also was knighted into the hospitaller hospitaller orders of the knights of saint lazarus and sacred medical order of the knight of hope when julie isn't working with clients she is busy working on her podcast publishing her newsletter writing her blog and speaking to audience who are interested in improving their health and well-being. Julie loves hiking, cycling, traveling, stand-up, paddle boating, making home, homemade cosmetics, and spending time with her husband and dog in vast beauty around their home in Northern Italy. Welcome so much, Julie, for accepting Bob's invitation to the family. So great to have you on today. How are you? Thank you. I'm well, thank you. And I'm very excited to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes, I'm absolutely in awe of what you do. And we'll talk later about what you have going on for 2023, which I'm super excited about after we had a great conversation last week. And I knew I just had to get you on our show because there's so many of us over 40 really struggling with weight. And I hate that four letter word that people call diet. So Mm -hmm. just tell us a little bit about what inspired you to leave your corporate um, human resource profession to really jump into this new path. Sure. Well, I was actually, it, it happened kind of serendipitously because I wasn't planning on leaving my corporate career, I became a holistic nutritionist about 12 years ago. And I started out by doing I worked with a holistic doctor and and did nutrition coaching with his patients, because he didn't have time to do that. And I also did lunch and learn presentations at my company um, about nutrition and wellness. So I got dipped my toe in the water and got to practice a bit and really enjoyed doing that. And nine years ago, this month, actually, Um, Actually, nine years ago, in in a day from now, um, (laughs) I I left my corporate job to come to Italy because my husband had um, been offered a three-year contract to work in Italy as an expat. And I thought, what a perfect time. Um, I was ready to get out of corporate HR anyway. And so we moved to Italy and I got to decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I decided to really dive in and pursue um, deeply the the idea of wellness and health and health coaching and nutrition. So, wow, I love that response that you 
were finally able to decide what you wanted to be when you're when you grow up and how amazing is that that no matter at what time we are in our lives we're always able to create and to build our true love and passion and we just never give up those are we go through the stepping stones through Mm -hmm. trying things and really looking at what works what doesn't what we love to do what we don't love to do and we can still make a decision at any point and still be successful so kudos to you for that so what is your main focus what is your love language when it comes to health and wellness and I I know you have a lot but what is (laughs) really the 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 idea of a transformation in helping someone that really makes you smile every day. What I love the most is the fact that we are worthy and deserving of all the things we want in life. And that includes a healthy body, a fit body, vibrant energy. And when I get to work with my clients and I see those aha moments that it's not actually complicated, but the, the difficulty is we put everything and everyone else first and we prioritize our own needs last. And until we stop, learn how to stop doing that and feel worthy of putting ourselves first, you know, the airlines say, put on your own oxygen mask first. Um, we'll always have that kind of, oh, I don't have the time. I don't, I, I'm not able to do this. I'm too old. I'm not good at whatever. We have this internal dialogue that, that kind of bullies us into thinking that we're not worthy of it. We don't, we don't deserve it. And when I can, when I can help people shift that thinking so that they become really excited about how simple it can be to transform their lives and their bodies, um, that just gives me goosebumps. And I, and well, and one other thing is because the energy we put out into the world and the, and the way we put ourselves out into the world has a tremendous impact on everyone around us. And when we are glowing from the inside, when we feel good and vibrant from the inside, it affects everyone else around us. And I have a client story I can share with you about exactly that. Yeah, absolutely. Can you please share? Do tell. Sure, sure. Um, one of my clients um, came to me. She she has a son who's severely disabled. He's uh, got spina bifida and water on the brain, and he's um, paraplegic and he's autistic and will always need care. But he can be fairly independent. He's in his twenties now, and she's been his full time caregiver. And she just really, when we first started working together, she said to me. I never look in the mirror. I'm so disgusted by what I see. I just can't stand to look at myself. And, and so we started working together and universal starting point with all of my clients is to start with a five minute habit because we have to practice the skill of changing in order to be good at changing because change is hard. So for her, we started by, I I asked her to become aware of her inner monologue and just spend five minutes a day listening to what was going on in her head and writing it down. And when we started, when we 
got back together after a couple of weeks and we saw what she was writing. She just, she cried. She said, oh my gosh, I can't, it's no wonder I feel this way. I'd never speak to another human being like that. And we don't really understand about, you know, we have between 20 and 70 thoughts a day, depending on which psychologist you follow. And most of those thoughts are repeated from one day to the next. And so that's all that negative pounding and reinforcement that we give ourselves day after day. So by starting with that five minute habit, she was finally able to, to make that blossom into a habit of self-care so that she didn't have to worry about taking time away from her son. She was able to start enjoying exercise. She was able to make simple changes and start getting in touch with what was going on. So instead of stuffing those emotions down with food and in wine, she started taking care of herself first. And her son had fought tooth and nail his whole life um, about doing his physiotherapy, which he needs to do because, you know, his leg don't work. So he has to keep circulation going system, you know, throughout his body. And when he started seeing his mom doing all of these things, he started asking if they could exercise together and they started having like little competitions. He had fewer um, autistic episodes. He started um, studying harder, helping around the house and cooking meals, bless you. And um, yeah, just the change. And not only that, but her husband, who is a meat and potatoes guy, won't try anything he hasn't already got in his food repertoire, has started trying new foods. Um, she's, she started asking for help around the house and they all are doing these things together. Like the whole family dynamic has changed because she changed herself. That is powerful, Julie. And just yeah. a simple task to do, just listen to what you're saying to yourself, write it down. And that is pure awareness of what is really going on. That is powerful to really find where your mind is at so that you can start making those transformations. I have to steal that. I have to do that for myself. I think that's absolutely amazing to definitely be able to get more aware and, and start. And if you can't do anything for five minutes, you can't do anything else for 20 or 30 exactly. minutes. So yeah. that's, so powerful. Yeah, thank you. I it's it's amazing. I remember when I started working with my own coach because I had my own issues with my weight and my health. And when I started working with a coach, um, and and she gave me this five minute habit, I seriously cried for two and a half days. I'm like, I'm a certified holistic nutritionist. I know about this stuff. What in the heck can I do in five minutes a day that's going to make any difference in my life? And finally, I just thought, you know what, I signed up for this, what I'm doing isn't working. So I might as well try something else. And so I did it. And I decided to do, I don't know if you're familiar with EFT, um, or tapping. It's no. a, it's a, it's called emotional freedom technique. And it's a, the process of repeating certain phrases and tapping on um, acupuncture points. And it's amazing how it clears the energy channels, whether you believe in that sort of thing or not. I, I was very much a skeptic and I was like, oh, I'll show you five minutes a day. I'll try EFT because I'd had someone um, trying to get me to start doing it. And in two weeks, my husband said, you're different. Mm -hmm. I said, what do you mean I'm different? He said, you're, 
your conversation has changed. Like you're not saying negative things about yourself anymore. And, you know, just again, it doesn't have to be complicated, but five minutes, obviously, eventually we want to get beyond five minutes, but even five minutes can make a significant difference. And I have a lot of clients who say, I don't have time. I don't have time. You can lock yourself in the bathroom for five minutes a day to do something, right? Yes, absolutely. So that leads me to my next question, because our excuse, which is really excusitis, right? It's really what we tend to want to believe that we don't have enough time and that we're so busy and we're so involved doing stuff. How can someone who is really busy still take care of their health? The great thing is we can do, we can focus on our health. First of all, it's, we have to decide what's priority. And it's interesting that we don't prioritize our health until we're sick, typically, right? And, you know, I go back again to the airlines, put your own oxygen mask on first. If we, if we are empty, if we are, are, are ill, if we don't have the, the energy to help other people, we're, we're not doing what we think we're doing for other people. And so by taking that time for ourselves and making it a priority, but even if your day is jam packed, if you do five and 10 minute chunks, a couple of times throughout the day, that time adds up very quickly and almost exponentially if you do that consistently. And it isn't about how much necessarily, it's about how consistent you are, right? So you don't have to make these major sweeping changes. That's the best way to set yourself up for failure. So when you're someone who has all these busy, 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 um, yeah, and it busy is is something we hide behind because it keeps us from having to do the uncomfortable work. But once we get started again by practicing that skill of change at five minutes at a time, it's amazing how that changes our sense of perspective. And pretty soon it's easy to take that five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it might be. Exercising um, can be just as effective if you do three rounds of 10 minutes during the day as opposed to 30 minutes. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, major amounts of time. So we all have the same 24 hours. Mm. And while I appreciate that, you know, parents of young children have a much different lifestyle than someone like me in her 50s, um, I, there, are, there are ways and there are ways to teach your kids and get your family involved as well, because it affects them. And, and with the kids, we are teaching them by our actions. They, they are watching us. They learn by what we do. And so think about the habits you're teaching your children, right? What do you want them to learn? And then learn how to how to make that a, a focus and a priority. And, and again, I have a I have one client who started getting her kids involved when in her workout. So they were doing some yoga together and they were doing some fun things. You know, the, the kids would play a game while she was doing her exercise and they made compromises so that she could have that time for herself. So it's possible. That's awesome. So you help women over 40 uh, 
And can we, you know, because I just turned 40 this year, so I'll be 41 in March uh, coming up. And can you still lose weight after 40? Absolutely. When I, when I moved to Italy, I was still struggling a bit with my weight. It was actually when I, when I finally hired the coach for myself and then decided to pursue my coaching certifications. Um, I turned 50 three months after moving to Italy. I also, 30 days after moving to Italy, I was full blown into menopause. And I mean, vicious, full blown menopause. And I was able to lose weight, lose inches, lose fat. Um, I don't put a lot of stock in the scale because, you know, at some point I can show you a before and after picture of me, but I, I have two pictures of myself that show a three pound difference. But one in one, I'm 30, 23 inches from head to toe smaller and two clothing sizes smaller. But that shows us three pounds on the scale because I burned off fat, I built some muscle and, you know, got stronger. And so there, there are ways to, I, and I, I say lose weight very gingerly because weight is a very complicated thing, but we can transform our bodies. We can reshape our bodies. We can, you know, affect other things besides just weight. And weight really is an arbitrary number our relationship with gravity on any given day. When you look at my weight by the, the charts and the BMI scales, I am on the high end of overweight, but I'm very muscular and I'm very solid because I exercise and I strength train. And so if you compare me health-wise, it's a very different, you know, it's a very different thing that you, that you see. So, so I like to look at you know, how is your energy? How is your sleep? How are your moods? Um, you know, how are your, if you're still having menstrual cycles, how are your cycles? Um, you know, how, how do you feel on a daily basis? You get up with a positive out, outlook and you're ready to face the day. You know, do you, does it feel like a slog? Do your clothes fit well? I mean, there's so many different ways to judge. So weight loss really is more about how we want to feel than it is about a number. And so, yeah, so, so yes, absolutely. You can lose weight after 40. Sorry, it was a long drawn out explanation, but absolutely you can. Um, but I think the bigger question is how do you want to feel and, and how do you want, you know, how do you want your body to be, how do you want your body to work for you? Right. Right. So, um, we spoke about a journey that I went on about four or five years ago where I did lose 50 pounds. Now I tend to, during that journey, I actually tended to get on the scale every day in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't deteriorate me when I seen the scale not moving. My mindset was a little bit different because I was able to see it in my clothing. Um, yeah. I used to go to work in some slacks that I had and I noticed I looked like, it looks like an umbrella. Like it was just so, (laughs) so people were like, you need to not wear those pants anymore. (laughs) Like you look like you could fit two of you in there. And I was just blown away. Like when you really put the discipline in and you really, you know, make those changes and mind you, I was only working every day, um, after work for about an hour and a half. I did some cardio, some, um, 
strength training and stuff like that. And it was, you know, the best uh, transformation. And, you know, we did speak about, you know, the last time I was at the gym, which was the last time I was with my brother. So since then, I haven't really been back, but we were able to have a conversation um, last week. And I think I'm. it's time. It's time. Um, how can I, ex- like, what, what, um, how do people exercise when they don't like exercising, when they just hate it, or if they have some type of traumatic connection with it? How would you help your client kind of overcome that? Well, there are a few different things. Exercise is, is a dirty word, just like diet, right? It's like, I got to work out. I got to exercise. All exercise is, in my mind, is intentional movement. And there are a lot of different ways to move your body that don't have to involve grueling workouts in the gym. Now, I once we pass 40, it is important to do some strength building exercises because we lose muscle mass, which means we it affects our bone density and it affects our ability to function and do daily tasks as we age. It affects our hormone levels. It affects our metabolism, affects a lot of different things. So strength building exercise is important. But if you enjoy playing tennis or riding a bike or working in the garden, or I like to say angry housework sometimes, you know, I mean, there are lots of different ways to get intentional movement dancing. You know, it doesn't have to be that gym sweat, go pump iron kind of workout. There's lots of different ways to move your body that will help you become fit. Um, at some point we, we, you know, if, if there is a traumatic connection, that's probably something that's better, um, addressed by someone who's professional in, in trauma recovery. Um, and I do have resources for that in my network, but, but if it, sometimes it's a matter of just taking that first step, I have, uh, clients who started and said, I don't like weightlifting. I don't like, um, you know, workouts and the workouts I usually program in my, in my, um, programs, uh, are 20 minute and I call them metabolic conditioning workouts. So it's, they're fast. Um, they're effective. You get in, you get out and you can do them at home. So you don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to have a lot of equipment. You can do really effective exercise in a short period of time. Um, again, it's that, it's that consistency and, and the, the two clients I had in my last program who who didn't like to work out or, or lift weights now love those workouts and are doing them on a regular basis. But again, if, if there's trauma attached to that, I would say, let's find some other kind of activity you actually enjoy doing and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that I, I, I love when I started going to the gym, I had a partner, right? I had an accountability partner. So it was really easy to just go in, kind of hit the treadmill for about an hour and have that chat or listen to music. And then when I started going alone, I had a choice. I had a choice. Do I continue to do this? And am I still, is my health still as important now that, you know, I'm accountable for it myself. So being able to fight that off was really was really powerful because I was able to get it done and continue that. So let's go into like the nutrition portion. Um, How do I know which foods are good and which ones are bad? 
No foods are off limits. That's the plain and simple part of it. <laughs> there are food, there are foods. I, I operate on a continuum. And I like to I like to teach people to look at things along that scale. There are certain things that are going to move us towards our goals. And there are certain things that are going to move us away from our goals. But the main idea is to just do make the best choice that's available to you. And like this time of year, especially we're at the holidays. If you want to have the eggnog, if you want to have the spice cake, if you want to have the chocolates, whatever it is, have them. Just make sure that you eat them slowly and mindfully. And that way you'll be satisfied with less and enjoy, but enjoy them without guilt. This is, I think this is where most of us fall down. We talk about food as good or bad. Food isn't good or bad. It's just food. Now, I'm not one who really recommends packaged processed food because there's there's stuff in there that isn't really food they're food like products in a lot of cases right mm -hmm. so but but you know if you're traveling or you're with someone else and that's the only choice available you have to eat so you eat what's there and then you make the next healthy choice when you have the option so the foods that we love our favorite things like our treats you know, I, I don't believe in cheat meals because cheating implies doing something wrong. Um, and again, it's there's no moral judgment. You're not good or bad for having eaten that food. You just ate some food. And and I think part of where that judgment comes in is that we are looking to food to solve a problem. It's not the food that's doing anything. It's something in the back of our mind that needs soothing. For example, when I was a little girl and something bad happened, I fell down and in my knee or I, you know, something happened and I had a fight with a friend. My mom would take me for a hot fudge sundae. And I learned that hot fudge sundaes made me feel better. And without even realizing that, we make that unconscious connection. So as soon as we have that emotional stress or the boredom or the, the anger or whatever emotion may drive you to eat, um, our subconscious mind is really powerful and it's back there to help us make ourselves feel better. And so it drives us to whatever it is that it thinks will help us feel better and solve the problem. So therefore, when it used to be now it, for me, it's popcorn, but it used to be that whenever I did, whenever something was upsetting me, all I could think about was eating a hot fudge sundae because I had that connection with my mother, you know, doing something kind to help me feel better. So when we can, again, just like the self-talk, when we bring awareness to our behavior and we bring awareness to hmm, what is it that I really need right now? What am I actually feeling? And why do I think I want to eat this? And sometimes we eat the thing and that's okay, right? Um, and, and sometimes we say, no, I don't think that's actually going to solve my problem right now. The problem I'm having needs to be dealt with in this other way, right? Whatever it is. So, so yeah, food isn't, Food isn't good or bad. We're not good or bad for having eaten it. We just, the, the best thing to do is practice making the best choices available to you and plan for the foods you really enjoy, but sit down, enjoy them thoroughly, eat them slowly and mindfully so that they have earned that place in your day.
That's awesome. Because when I went through the journey and I used to journal what I ate throughout the day, and I noticed that I was eating more smaller portion size. And I noticed that I was losing quicker than when I just ate maybe two meals a day because I didn't have time. Right. And what really and, and I did the activities and I, you know, did all the other stuff because it's a process. It's, it's, you know, checking your mindset, your self-talk, having grace for when you enjoyed a butter pecan pie or yes. a, a sliver of chocolate or something like that. Like you can't beat yourself up because that's when, you know, when we put these things and associate it with, like you said, being bad that's when we fail. That's when we, when we see it in that way, we -hmm. don't see progression. We see failure, which that's really not the case. And that goes back to what you said even earlier, that we create things in our mind that don't even exist. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So exactly for tying all those together. So, um, what is the best workout to do? for someone who maybe is busy or maybe uh, doesn't really know, do you, and and on top of that, do you, um, are your workouts that you have in your program good for everyone? Or do you tailor them based on, you know, weight, body mass and things like that? The best workout to do is the one you'll actually do. Plain and simple. And, and again, if you, if you absolutely detest, like for me, I would, I, I, I would almost rather have pins stuck in my eyes than ride a stationary bike because I, I used to do thousands of miles of cycling a year and to be on a stationary bike to me is just torture. I want to be on my bike outside. Um, so, so for me to get a stationary bike would be you know, a a waste of time. And the same way with my clients, I wouldn't ask them to force themselves to do activities they really dislike. As far as the workouts we do in the programs, I usually have two different tracks. So I have a track for people who aren't as experienced with exercise or maybe aren't as fit with a, with a basic level of fitness. Um, And then I have another track that people can do who are a little more experienced or a little higher fitness level. And we can do body weight, we can do weighted. And um, I show a wide variety of modifications for each exercise so that safety comes first, because it it's no good to hurt yourself. And again, force yourself to do something. We always focus on form first and safety first. And then if someone has like serious um, physical limitations and what they can do, then I can, I can accommodate that. Cause it's really, it's really important above all else, you know, first of all, find something you'll actually do and, and, and enjoy doing consistently because just like eating one salad isn't going to get us to our goal weight, you know, doing one workout and then quitting isn't going to help us get fit. So it's about consistency, but it's it's also about absolutely about being safe and being healthy. Because I I have friends who have overexercised and overtrained, and I've done that myself, um, and they've ended up with lifelong um, injuries that they have to now accommodate when they exercise because they didn't take care of their body. So just as important as the food we put in, it's how we move. 
Wow. Thank you so much for that, because I didn't even realize that, you know, injury can be a huge part when you overextend yourself. And then now you're even more limited to reaching your goals. So never, never overdo it. Definitely just do what you can, how you can. And what really matters is that you're moving. Exactly. And the best exercise in the world for everybody and it's free is walking. You Mm -hmm. can you know, I mean, unless you have a limitation that doesn't allow you to walk, you can walk. I have, um, I have a whole series of chair exercises for, because I had a, um, I know someone who, um, who couldn't, she had a knee injury and she couldn't do anything standing. So there, there are cardio workouts and strength workouts you can do from a chair. I mean, there really is no excuse as far as what to do, if you're willing to try something new, um, it can, it can be done. And I remember a couple of, well, I guess five years ago now I had both, I had thumb surgeries, um, one at a time. Um, but I wasn't able to use my hands normally to do like weightlifting and that kind of thing. And so I had to get really creative and I just got to the point where I would go out and walk six or seven or eight miles just to keep myself busy and away from the house because otherwise I'd be here trying to do things that I didn't want to do and then I get frustrated and think well I'll just sit down and eat something right I work with a coach too because the accountability piece is really important you know, awesome. knowing it and doing it are two very different things absolutely so we have to know it and do it so I love that so I know you um help with people um, that, you know, can manage their autoimmune issues if they had to thyroid disorders um, or some menopausal changes. So your mission is really just to help women over 40, again, feel great, look great and kick midlife in the Pladudelheimer, as my science teacher used to always say. Um, and that you believe it's not only, um, a hundred percent possible, but also your biggest responsibility to build a body you love living and the lifestyle to maintain it. Diets have diets have an end date, but your health does it. And taking good care of yourself is the best way to support everyone else in your life. That really stood out to me when I read your mission, because everyone should be involved in your journey. And there's people that are not going to really care what you're doing, right? Or they're not going to be as supportive or, you know, they're just doing their own thing. Just know that you have to do this for you. Exactly. And then everyone else that you can help and support, you'll be at a hundred percent. You can't give from a cup that's half full. So I love this uh, interview, Julie. You've been absolutely amazing. I've learned some things, but let's transition now. Let's talk about what you have going on in 2023, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I have my signature transformation program. It's a group coaching program called begin and it's 90 days long. We start on January 23rd and it's um, it's an amazing program. I would say 90 to 95% of the women who participated in it have lost one to two clothing sizes over the course of the program. Um, And we, again, we work on I have three pillars, think, eat, and move. 
And those are the three things that we focus on. There are no hacks to, to weight loss, um, none that last long or support your health. And so in this program, we learn in the, the thing, the right way to think, the, the way to address that inner bully and, and tame that inner bully, a way to move in a way that feels really good and amazing and a way to eat that's simple and allows you to keep your foods that you enjoy in your, in your program. I'm all about adding in rather than taking out. And so as we learn healthier habits, and we learn to eat healthier meals, eventually they'll, you'll feel so good doing it, they kind of displace the other things, but also leave a space for the other things where, where you want to fill them in. So that program uh, launches January 23rd. It'll include um, group coaching, um, some one-on-one -on -one hot seat coaching during the calls. Um, it'll include a couple of lessons a week. It'll include workouts and a whole bunch of really helpful resources. And I love it. The, the women who participated love the community. Um, people who sign up get lifetime access. Um, so you can always come back and do it again in the future if you need a reset um, or just want to go deeper into the things that we work on. And uh, yeah, it's an amazing community of women. And I can't wait to start it in January. Awesome. And how can they get plugged into that program? How can they get connected with you um, to have a one-on-one? -on -one? Um, please share some of your handles and website. Sure. sure. Um, I'm on Facebook. That's my, my main jam, but I'm also on Instagram and it's at Julie's Playground. Julie is spelled J-U-L-I. There is no E. Um, and, uh, I have a website, which is avexiahealth.com. Um, I also, for the listeners would love to share, I've written, um, an ebook that I'd love to share. It's called 10 proven ways to lose weight without dieting. And it covers some of the principles that we work on in my programs and my coaching programs. And, uh, if you sign up for that, I'll provide a link for that. Um, or if you're interested in it, let me know. And I'd be happy to send you a place to sign up for that. And yeah, I would love to, I offer people a free 30 minute, um, one-on-one -on -one call just to get to know each other, to see if we're a fit, to see if coaching is right for you. And even if it isn't, um, or we decide not to work together, um, you'll leave the call with something that you can implement immediately to help you along your way, because my mission is to make the world a healthier place. And whether that's someone working with me as their coach or someone just connecting with me through the various um, places where I hang out, um, it's all, it's all valuable and it's all good. Well, I am so glad to be a part of the Business Leaders Network where we have connected um, and you're just doing amazing things. And like I said, when we spoke, um, just going through my journey and trying to reset twice um, in the last uh, couple years through my transformation company, I, I, you know, I have been like that yo-yo up and down, and that's really what yeah. we kind of uh, go through. But I, I think that we connected in a way, and I'm loving, you know, just the, the way you have tailored your program. And I really feel that it's very beneficial. And I, I can't wait after the 90 days, we're going to bring you back to okay. Balm and we are going to share 
the transformation that we are about to go on together. And I would love to also extend the invitation to the ladies that I am going to be happy to meet during this program. And, you know, if you want to add that to, um, to your program, you know, it's no additional cost, just um, I would love to interview them and really showcase what this is going to be for all of us. Sure. That's, I appreciate that. Absolutely. It's exciting. I can't, I can't wait to see where the conversation is going to be in 90 days. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Julie, what are some final words you want to leave with our audience? Um, I would say take care of yourself, whatever form that looks like for you. And it's different for everyone else. Don't, don't try to fit yourself into a norm set by someone else. Decide what feels good for you. Decide what's important to you and follow that because the rest of the world is going to keep going forward, whether or not you do that and nobody else can do it for you. Awesome. Well, that was Julie Madesi, owner of Affexia Health and Wellness. Thank you so much for your time. Um, if you want to connect with her, definitely do that on Facebook. And that's Julie J-U-L-I-A as the middle initial M-A-D-A-C-E-Y. And that will be in the comments below as well. And all her handles will be there where you can sign up for the program or have a 30 minute call with her. You definitely don't want to miss, you know, every year it's, you know, we always say new year, new me, and that's exactly what we are looking to do. So if you're craving the next step in your personal and professional growth, if you're excited to level up your leadership and influence, if you're dedicated to developing new skill sets, and you love surrounding yourself with servant leaders and driven entrepreneurs just like you, then the CLA is the next step in your journey. Connect with Jose Escobar, and that is Jose Escobar with the CLA. And like I always say, have a great day and make it count.